There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. So the noms are in. The noms are in, and I mean, we are really... Would you say... I feel like we're prioritizing this episode. Listen, let's just say something. Peek behind the curtain... Dot org dot biz. Mm. We actually are backlogging right now, okay? Because but this episode we put to the top of the heap because we have to discuss the noms. And we, I mean, I, okay, I want to banter a little bit more, but we couldn't have had a better guest for this. The most highly anticipated guest in Ever. Lost Culture I've, I When I look through the mentions, and confession time, we look sometimes the I just look through them, I see what the girls are saying. Sometimes I even deign to type into the search bar in Twitter, the words lost culturistas just to see what they're sort of saying quotation marks just to make sure that they're paired together right yeah and so what they're saying Uh is they want our guests on the show and i agree but we're waiting for this ripe moment of in person Mm -hmm. and just in the throes of the noms which are out which are out and so this is the moment where we really get into it but i want to say something and i want to pose this question to you Mm -hmm. did we jinx it for ruth and for gaga we may have. No, but Gaga was, that was the curse of Pat- Patrizia. It was sort of akin to when the flies were sent to Gaga by Patrizia. You know about this. Uh, of course. So Patrizia sent a cloud of flies to Gaga, sort of a bad omen. I think that it's really, she flew too close to the sun on this one. Didn't get the nom. Didn't Shit. get the nom. Shit. But I think that we sort of went so hard in on the last episode being like, it's got, we got to see her get the nom. We want this media narrative. Because I, I personally, we wanted more 
of her but not, doing that's not, press. Not, I I heard I got I don't I did not check Twitter on the day, <laughs> but I it seems like there was a lot of celebration around her getting snubbed. There was, and there was equal equal parts. Fury. Oh, the Fury was so funny. Like, people really being hyperbolic about... The little monsters mostly being like, this is the worst thing that's ever Ever happened. happened. Ever. And I'm actually on record as saying... There's... Oh, go. That I think she's better in Gucci than she is in Star is Born. Because I want to see her be insane. Yeah. But my... But I also understand... Sure. Best actress is crowded, and she just got the bump. It's it's fine. It's fine. And, um... Have you heard this rumor that she's doing um that she's rumored to be doing the new Top Gun Maverick song, like the Take My Breath Away successor? I'm obsessed with that. And I feel like Take My Breath Away kind of like you wouldn't think it's like a it matches with that movie, but I feel like she would write something so powerful to Take like Take My Breath Away from Top Gun is one of the best movie songs, I think. I agree. And I don't think I don't think people would disagree. No. Because it's, it's not you know, you think Top Gun, you don't think that, but the love scene, iconic love scene. The iconic love scene. God, do you think Gaga has another shallow in her? Like such, like a huge. I never epic. bet against her, in terms of how much space she can take up, yeah, and what she can do. Yeah, I actually look. It's unpopular opinion, but if she had gotten nominated, I'd have been like, cool. Oh, I, I, I get like, it. Good for her. Yeah, I just said good for her. But there's, there's, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. And so we're gonna move on. But first, we're gonna discuss coffee. really. But first, coffee. And it's actually rule of culture number thirty-three. But, but first, first, coffee. coffee. Um, really couldn't have a better guest to sort of go through the topical nature of the Oscar nominations and so much more. So much more. Um, this is truly. I mean, it's so funny that we have a pop culture podcast, and we like, I, we really have no business. We have no business really one. doing it. This is someone who has all the business in the world doing it. In fact. They actually got to win the award um, from iHeartRadio, our very own um, network, our very own network for best pop culture podcast. And Las Culturistas actually went home un, un, unawarded, yeah. undecorated for best comedy. podcast. It's fine. I, I they they deserve the win. Oh, there's no I think question. There were, we were probably miscategorized in the first place. We're up. We're comedy podcast. We're up against Smartless and who else? Like, I would call us a comedy podcast before I call us a pop culture fine, podcast. Fine, fine. Here we are saying like you know, what Lady Gaga deserves. You know what I mean? The funniest farce in the land. <laughs> Well, so he's a writer on Jimmy Kimmel Live. You often see him on camera. He was tucked up this very recently. And looking good. Looking good. No one can say no. No one can say no. And the co-host of the Keep It podcast. Award-winning. Uh, award-winning Keep It podcast. Winner of Best Pop Culture Podcast from the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Maybe one day, we'll, you know. Maybe we'll, one day we'll, we'll taste. We'll taste the flavor. Victory. Taste victory. I, I, I feel Susan Lucci. Vibes and my own per- and my own sort of rec- track record. I do will- you love that for us? No. Okay, me neither. Give us awards. I've been saying it. Like give or us individually. Give you 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 will probably get a, a nom soon. I feel what are like you talking okay. About? We'll cut that out. We'll cut that. No, don't. Truly, like this is a moment in time. It's a moment for our readers. It's a moment for us to welcome. The one and only. Let's welcome to your ears, Louis Vertel. Oh my God! The whole thing about <laughs> being award snubbies, you two fell on deaf, deaf ears because I am an award winner, so I just didn't relate. I know. I see, you can't relate, and yeah. you do. Just, it's a different frequency of speech. Like you, you, you literally did not hear it. Right? No, I was like looking out the window. It was really peaceful. <laughs> I feel as though, I, well, really, I've already been snubbed for best reality competition host yes. for the, the show everyone watched, Hot, Hot Dog. Dog. 
Um, but, so, but that is in your future. So it's like, let's keep track of that. Yes. Um, and by the way, there are very few queer uh, honorees in that category. I want to say true. Billy Eichner was the first. Maybe he was in game show host for, uh, for Billy on the, Street? the Street. Originally, it changed categories a couple times. But I remember realizing he was the first gay person to be really? nominated. Really? Yeah. And it's such a gay genre. Yeah. I know. And now RuPaul has kind of eaten them all up. So by, the time, host, yeah. by the time they're done with him, they'll never give it to another queer again. Right. right. Yeah. So that'll be it for that. No, because mm. he's like the John Larroquette of that category. Just like win, 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 win. <laughs> My references are going to continue to be stunningly no. up to date. So no, you no, need no. to know that. <laughs> someone said, someone said, someone said, when they found out Lewis was coming on the podcast, uh. they go, it's going to be like, I don't think so, honey, 1983 original screenplay nominees. <laughs> and I Come was on like, the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if you would have one. I mean, I, I, this is, I truly feel like I'm about to be schooled. I always feel like I learned something. Whenever, whenever I just, I, I, I'm a sponge around Lewis. Oh, that's incredibly and flattering. I, I feel yes, very you are definitely smarter than I am. No, no, <laughs> that's not true. absolutely that's, not. That's not true. I know him. He's not true. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I think I, I really this is this is this is a wonderful moment for 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 the reader for us. Um, okay, well, what are your? Should we just get into it, Lewis? What what is your sort What's of your feedback? Your your soundbite for 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 the noms. This well, year? okay, the Gaga snub to me feels like when Jennifer Aniston didn't get it for, for cake, cake, which is to say. There are so many people in the Academy. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't mean to be a shill for the Academy, but they're going to vote for the better performances. Sure, yeah. sure. It kind of seemed like everyone thought that was one of them, though. Yeah, because of all the precursors at one. Yeah. That said, um, when you said she was better in that movie than she was in A Star is Born, I didn't hate that observation mm-hmm. because in A Star is Born, the whole, I, I think we gave it to her because she seemed so relaxed yeah. as opposed to doing a gaga shtick. Right. And we were surprised by that. But that's not the same thing as being a brilliant actor, really. And as right. I saw somebody on Twitter say, it sort of felt like they had trouble scraping together great takes of her. You know, because it was. Yeah, no, for the. the for Star is, oh, Born. Star is Born. I see, I see, I see. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Where, where Bradley Cooper is doing some hard acting and she's doing some reacting to him. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I do think in like a in like a romantic drama duet, as it were, like yeah. is is a, is a lot. But and I think, I think honestly, you might be onto something with, with A Star is Born. I think we were all surprised she could drop in at all. Yes. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because she so exists in this Magritte surreal <laughs> realm. Every episode is <laughs> What did we initially describe as Magritte surreal? I, just like I think t- it was the, the, time. Pl- the plot of and, and Just Like That. The plot of And Just Like oh, That. Yeah. We said, you said it was surreal. I said it's it's Magritte. Yeah, yeah and so we just, we're describing all these things as Magritte surreal. But like because she's so on another planet screaming during like, you know, her Vegas residency, it's whatever. Uh-huh. And then you see her actually... I think she's one of those celebrities who I didn't know what she actually looked like for the first like seven years of her career. Uh-huh. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? And so then to see her give like a dropped in relaxed performance and also access a part of her that we know, I think A Star is Born was the vehicle for her stardom. It was, it was the perfect alignment of... Uh, yeah. We had no idea right. she could be relatable. That's right, what right, it was. Right, and then right, she right. was. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know, it, it also is tailored specifically to her gifts. I mean, right. you know what I mean? She's going to perform shallow. And one thing I always say, like a rubric that I often say, which I think I've said to you both, is when it comes to the Oscars, what I am interested in is, could anyone else have done it right? like this? And I genuinely feel like with A Star is Born, maybe no one else could have done it like that. And for House of Gucci, you think someone could have? my? Yeah, I absolutely think Yes, that. and something that's that's sort of dawning on me now, and I'm sure everyone's already thought of this, but it's like, 
that movie is and the press tour that was Super Smash Brothers. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it was all, all these people fighting for a different tone. But for her, I feel like that did not service her um, bid for 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 award season because it was just such a chaotic movie, mm-hmm. and that you're, you're she doesn't really hold the center. Because she's like not, she's missing from like the last third of it, you know? Correct. Like, yeah, it's weird to nominate her for lead for that reason. Though right. I will say, I do think she's the best thing in the movie, which yes. is crazy to say. I think I was talking about this on Keep It this week. Mm. I get, I mean, like Jeremy Irons is maybe in my top three favorite actors, and Ever. he sucks compared sucks. to her. There, my my the part that makes, and I really was laughing during House of Gucci because I don't think it's good. Like I think it's like a first draft, and the note of don't make it about the Gucci empire, make it about her was just missed. Um, but when he, and the accents of it all is a whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they're oh, it's sitting full at dinner theater, murder mystery. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. When they're sitting at lunch and he's talking in his like 20% like Italian accent, but really British. He goes, how do you say, and I'm like, okay, so what's the reality of this? Because if we're if we're Italian, city. Yeah. yeah, if we're Italian, but we're speaking in an Italian accent for the for the for the audience, uh-huh. then you would not say uh, how, how do, do you say? say? You would not search for a word. It reminds me of Have you ever seen the movie Children of a Lesser God that Marley Matlin won? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, in the movie, she. I mean, it's actually there are really good parts. Obviously, William Hurt's a really good actor too. Yeah, but he's like. Great. Whenever she does sign language, he says it for the camera, and you're like, "This completely takes it out. Like, this is not reality at all." <laughs> oh, I understand what you're saying, and so does everyone watching. Yeah, how well, do you say? Like, it's a rebus he's solving for us. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, a rebus. How do you say? And I was like, "See, this is Jeremy Irons just trying to give it something." But ultimately, I guess there is a part of me that like just wants it all to be fun, and I think it is more fun with her. Yeah. And then the part of me that's like, "Okay, let's actually nominate the best performances." Like. Is thrilled to see Penelope Cruz there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know even I mean? Jessica Chastain, who I think we've a little been a little bit down on over the years. Yeah, for sure. When you take movies called The Zookeeper's Wife, you don't want friends. <laughs> yeah, you know? no. And so when you're when she does a great job in this movie, where she's you know under like yards of makeup, yes. it's wild, and she's still great. Yeah. I really am like, all right, Jessica, you did yeah. it. Did you see Eyes of Tammy I didn't. Say, I guys, I I just gotta just be be upfront. I this. I'm very illiterate this year, but the, and so this is also why I am like maybe uh, an, a surrogate for the audience, for the reader at home who maybe has also has not seen many of the movies this season. You know what's the thing is it's like so many of the movies now are immediately available on Netflix and on Apple TV Plus with Coda, yeah. So that it's like it's they're they're right there available, and yet and it's it's that thing where it's like the buffet of options. It's like you you don't yeah, it's like Tinder, it. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like oh, yeah. I I enjoyed the thrill of seeing that that option is there and now i move on exactly oh i I did see the eyes of tammy faye and i you liked it i loved it actually and i I it's a wikipedia movie but she nails it she's she's just (laughs) went went, and you said this it was like she really is actually i think a lot more effective when she's able to like when she's there's jokes for her to play and there's Mm -hmm. big choices for her to make I liked her in Zero Dark Thirty, but I never thought she'd win that no, year no. against mm-hmm. a bigger, you know, more lovable f- performance, I guess. But in this, and I'm looking at the five nominees, like, and I don't, and she hasn't won much. And I think people were sort of surprised by the nomination, despite the support that she's had all season long. I think if she were to walk away with the Oscar, 
I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, because also it's like a very traditional Best Actress win. You know, not only is it a public figure, it's a, an iconic public figure. Like, yeah, and a hard look to pull off. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a specific mm-hmm. voice, a specific caricature esque person with a soul. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's not completely wacky. There's something dropped in and emotional. You know, so and I there's the typical bait stuff, which is wow, this was a transformation, which I think is so overrated a lot of the time, especially. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like we we fall for that so much like when it's like with the jared leto of it all mm-hmm. my favorite quote-unquote snub is him like i oh, I, yeah. I would have not been able to stomach that which reminds yeah. me the one nomination that movie did get was best makeup which i like because it made it harder to see the acting <laughs> <laughs> well it was just do you see that whole story um apparently i think it's makeup and hair right mm-hmm. hair got nominated for house of gucci and the hair the hair the, the, he, the hair, head hair whatever yeah um Gaga's person, yes, and Ridley Scott apparently like did not let him do anything, yeah, and he had to fight tooth and nail for every single big swing in that movie, yeah, and like it's very sort of vindicating that he's he's one of the only people who got nominated for the film, yeah, for someone who's like fully like obstructed it like at every turn. But mm-hmm. um, who is the favorite to win Best Actress this year? Then it is weird. Olivia is it? Uh, I mean, it's it's, a I think tough it's between one. her and Nicole, though. People oh, also sure. hate that movie. Go on Twitter and everybody being like, you know, when I was four, Lucy's the one who put me to bed every night. This this woman was scary. She had (laughs) big eyebrows or something. You know, people are fucking babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would would say, having seen both Nicole (laughs) and Olivia and Jessica, Jessica. actually, have I seen everything? Yeah. Penelope and and Kristen, yeah. Yes, and Mm -hmm. so, I mean, personally for me, I think it could go any way. I think we might see Olivia win again. I well also it's I think people who love that movie value that it's not just a difficult role. It says something about motherhood that movies usually don't, don't. say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The only oh my god. Pro- the only problem with that movie is it doesn't end on a note that's like satisfyingly crazy for what the movie is doing. Right. It almost yeah. feels a little soft so you can even forget some of the bold choices the movie makes. Oh, yes. interesting. You yeah. know. Cuz in, in the book she it's more it's a little bit less ambiguous that she's died maybe mm. oh no, no she's, she's in the hospital at the end of the book right I, it's, it's, it's more i think it's more ambiguous in the film that yes yes you're yeah. right you're right you're right yeah. and you know what's an interesting thing is it's like i always remember i always <laughs> my pull from that movie like what i walk away thinking about is not is dakota is dakota Me too. she's yeah. awesome like so I, I that's the supporting performance and i remember i i was watching it and i texted our friends and i was like I don't get this Dakota performance. Like I was just like it was like the first scene happened. You, you meant and, the, you meant the um, no, I mean the Dakota oh, performance. Okay, got it, got I it. mean like that first scene where so in the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's you know Dakota's daughter. Dakota's like this hot girl on the beach, and like <laughs> Olivia's sort of eyeing her. Like Dakota's with her whole family. Olivia's alone, so she's sort of like seeing her like exist and she's this hot young mom on the beach and she loses her daughter olivia finds the daughter brings her back and there's this scene where dakota is thanking olivia for bringing her daughter yeah, back yeah and it's this bizarre in the store no in, oh, no uh, when, oh. by olivia's chair yeah yeah yeah, yeah And yeah. dakota comes uh-huh. over and she's sort of like I just want to say thanks, and I really like your bathing suit, and like, and it's like a little bit psychosexual, yeah. and I'm not sure what it is. And then when the movie ended, and you see like her mood swing in the final scene where Amazing. she really good. Spoiler alert: skip 15 seconds. Spoiler alert: skip 15 seconds. Spoiler alert: skip 15 seconds. Fucking stabs her. That she is truly like that's part of it. That's yes, sort of like yes. irrational, sort of 
I don't know, like chemically imbalanced performance mm-hmm, that she's giving mm-hmm. is actually quite specific and something I walk away thinking about. Whereas Jesse Buckley, maybe this is a testament to her acting because she is so dropped in and makes it look so easy. I just didn't walk away thinking of her and therefore would never have voted for her. Yeah, no. And yet it, so many I just did. don't like that part of the movie, really. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just don't think the movie needs backstory to explain olivia that was the most that was the least like feminist choice of the storytelling to me it's just like i just want to experience olivia and her like weirdness and her approaching people and being suddenly hypersexual and yeah. Like, yeah. like getting in ed harris's ear which we've all done <laughs> i related to that yes every scene yeah. should have been her watching this a movie and yelling at teenagers yeah. i, I oh, love that, that. so good so yeah. good yeah oh my god because it's like <laughs> And maybe this says something about where I, where we all are in life. It's like now I identify with, I'm with the woman her. getting fucking upset about people being loud and not the young people having fun. I'm like, I'm with her. I'm with her, especially Hashtag. because nobody else in the theater is <laughs> reacting, which is extra infuriating. Yeah, like, yes. oh my have, god, you yes. have to react on their behalf too. Like you're helping them, but they don't want to be helped. Yes, yeah. That, that see, you know what though, Maggie Jill, Maggie Jill, Maggie Jill nailed. I might have to stand. Yep, I've been enjoying her. Uh, like interviews with VF on YouTube about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also I've recently become obsessed with her architectural digest tour with Peter Sarsgaard, where uh-huh. they have a crazy gigantic brownstone in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I said this on Twitter. There's like, they enter a room and there's just three colonial tables and they say, well, here's <laughs> yeah. where the kids play. <laughs> it's like, what planet are we on? Architect- what do they do? They're so funny that the, just like watching you a slavery really negotiate can- their home yeah. and like, be like, well, they want to see it. It must be amazing. And like to talk about their taste as if it's like, yeah, and I had this. I think my favorite one, and we talked about this, is Love did Tyler? you watch Vanessa Hudgens? Uh, oh, oh ex- I've I not actually, seen Vanessa Hudgens. It's iconic. Now. Something happens in that, okay. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, I'm sure she's a lovely girl. She says, Something happens. she's like, I have these classic French love stories on the shelf. First of all, oh, no. the classic French love stories, they are the newest possible editions like that you would buy at like Urban Outfitters. Um. And it's like, it's like Madame Bovary. <laughs> She just like, she saw words. She saw Madam, and she said, French. "That's it. That's it. That's French. I yeah. want that from my house." Yeah. The only person I think who has a relatively relatable AD video is maybe Kirsten because I, oh, she, yeah. she's good because taste. she's kind of standing there with her interior designer, and they're just being like, "Yeah, you know, like we." It's just, it's just her like having a conversation, and she has great taste. Which, by the way, great down to earth choice having the designer yes. there and not being yes. like this yeah. all appeared out of nowhere. This uh, oak, oak tree I turned into a fireplace or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so transitioning to Kirsten here. Okay, okay. which which also <laughs> Matt's already in tears. Matt's already, yes, I'm Matt's already, already crying. So uh, so happy. her VF video of her career timeline. I've watched awesome. them. I've watched like twenty times mm-hmm. at this point. I'm like, there's the way that she, hearing her talk about her work. Yeah. is so captivating to me. I'm like, it's a, it's a full. She's a mesmer. I'm like, oh, I can just watch you just talk about how you do like dream. I, I've talked about it on the podcast. The dream already. work that, the she, dream talks work about, that she talks about. Yeah. we're sort of fascinated by it because it's really interesting. Like that she would, and yet I completely believe. Yes, that she, no matter what it was, might inform her work that way on the day because she is so. And I, this is something I say a lot, but she's so specific and grounded and never puts herself before the film no. in a way where I'm like, Power of the Dog actually is the perfect first nomination for her. Yeah. Because it is a great encapsulation of her understanding tone of her... Because, and honestly, while she is a movie star, while I'm sure she's been number one on dozens and dozens of call sheets, there is something to say about how she supports the film she's in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Power of the Dog works 
unless you have that performance be exactly what it is. Not that, not to say that another actress couldn't do it, right. but you. But Power of the Dog, and I've said this before, is about her anxiety, and it is about a battle for her life. And so you have to, in those final minutes of the movie, believe that either Cody Smith McPhee or Benedict Cumberbatch is going to like triumph in this household, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you only care as much if you are really believing the build that is her anxiety and her break at that yeah, last yeah. scene where she's collapsing and fainting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, it's so, and it really is so due to Jane Campion as well. Yeah. But it's such a genius performance and it's not showy, but I wish more performances like this would win Oscars. But like, in the way that I think The Lost Daughter ends on a note that makes you forget what you saw, the end of <laughs> Power of the Dog makes you think her character was basically a red herring because it's ultimately all about what Cody McPhee has done. So you forget, like you just think of her as drunk, you know? Right. But then, but then doesn't it end on like her and Jesse Plemons walking back from the, from the funeral, from the service. Yes. And it's Cody just kind of like checking, like looking from his room and just like seeing that she's okay Mm -hmm. furtively and just being like, okay, like she's, I've protected her. Well, because the the movie begins with that, with that, with that image, with that voiceover yeah, yeah, of him yeah. being like, "It's my job to protect yeah, my yeah, mother. Yeah. What kind of son would I be if I did not do that?" Um, this goes back to. I mean, There's a lot of time I bring up the dream work. Um, she says that she loves that because there's no way that she doesn't feel confident about an acting choice. About an acting choice if it's informed by her subconscious. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, which means she's pretty in touch with her instrument. Yes, you know? and yes. And by the way, in an unpretentious way, like what what you're talking about this video where she talks about her career and like the choices she made and what roles were difficult, et cetera. It, it's what Gaga wishes she could yeah. convey. Yeah. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm good at this job. I have methods that I pull from and I deliver something great. She, Lady Gaga wants to tell us uh-huh. she's doing that, but to hear Chris, Kristen Dunst do it successfully is very reassuring. Cause yes. you kind of, while listening to Gaga think, Oh, maybe all actors are secretly a little full of shit. Like, mm. but no, she's not. Full she's of shit. not. She's yeah. not. She's not. Oh, yeah, it comes from a real place that you can tell is some. I, and I also think another thing about Kirsten Dunst is we don't really super know too much about her right. as a person. Mm-hmm. We know about her through her work, and she's given so many different kinds of versatile performances. But there was a moment there a few years ago where she definitely had a hard moment. Like well, pre melancholia, she checked into rehab. Yeah, yeah. After Spider Man three, after oh, she's who I associate with PerezHilton.com. Oh, yeah, because yeah, she was he, called he would Kiki her. Drunks. God, yeah. 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 Oh, that's I actually, vile. I actually, unfortunately, defend certain things about Perez Hilton uh, in Such retrospect. As? He made me laugh. Yeah, it was. I mean, funny. There were, it was in the moment in that time. It was what like it 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 touched on something that we all like really responded to. I just feel like the way we covered celebrities changed forever after that, and I think yeah. we were needing something that was less stale. I, I again, I I think someone like Juliana Rancic does hard work. I think it's hard to be on a red carpet and say something novel about everybody you agree, see. Agree. Yeah. That said, agree. It's super boring to see someone who has the same quote unquote enthusiastic take about every celebrity. Uh-huh. So to have somebody who covered daily news and be like, this person's full of shit. And then also on the contrary, be like, pay more attention to Madonna's choices. You know, Madonna, uh-huh. like whatever, uh-huh. like picking favorites and being super adamant about it and informed about it. That wasn't always in entertainment media. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. 
Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. My thing about Kirsten too is it is about like it's like you're saying with Gaga. Gaga is letting us know about all the work. Yeah. This is and I think it's one of the reasons why it's we're so um transfixed by so sort of like 
invested in yeah. this new thing she's revealed because you don't hear about her process, you know. And I'm so I've sort of been doing like a Kirstenathon uh-huh. um, in these last few weeks because I'm loving this moment and. We did say on this podcast, I think it was like a year ago, it's like Kirsten, Kirsten. We yes. started beating the drum. We, Not to we, say we're, we're, we're due the credit, but like, I think as a, maybe it's even as a gay community, it's like, it's like, it's been, it's been bubbling under yeah. for a while. For like, all. I would have loved it if it happened for her in The Beguiled. Would have loved it. Oh my God. Which is, by the way, a better performance. performance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, so you don't think she should win for Power of the Dog. I'm on the fence. It's a weird category for me. Because again, it's like, I don't even really know what I think of Jesse Buckley. Mm. I have to go and see the movie yeah. again, basically. What's the weirdest choice to me is Judy Dench in there, who has a an extremely small part in Belfast, though she is, quote unquote, the heart of the movie. Uh-huh. So I kind of get it. But to vote for her over Katrina and that movie, who has the significant emotional moment with the stakes, yeah. feels I'm sorry, mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, uh-huh. it's like negligent. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Like, they clearly saw the movie. Right, right. And there's one performance that's I was like, wondering if they didn't see the movie and they just thought, oh, well, Judy Dench plays Granny, so we've got to vote for her for that. <laughs> not that, by the way, I, I love Judy yes, Dench. Yes, yes, in yes, her own doesn't. way, I'm not going to call her underrated, but people just assume she gives a certain performance again and again. Yeah. And it's like... And, She's and, been solid for so long that you kind of just... It, it, no it's like a scandal, you could argue that's a win. No, right. The crazy choices she makes, and they just all seem normal because she's the most dropped in actor ever. Right. You know, right. dropped in, by the way, a phrase I have totally stolen from you and has infected my brain. Oh, we all Dro- say because it. I have yeah. to remind myself all the time to be it. It's actually it's, it's, it's a linguistic <laughs> thing where it's like if you can name it, then you yes. can sort of live with it more. But um, I heard that you are very upset about Ruth Mega. No. That's, I mean, like like any reasonable fag. Of you course. Know? Oh my God. But it, yeah. I said that performance, and this is, of course, the highest compliment I can give, belongs in the movie Carol. In that, yes, mm, it's yes. like, mm. it's about poor. And it's about um, uh, sort yeah. of the, the chemistry that comes with like uh, sophistication. And yet there's also a tragic artifice there and you can see the cracks and she, but she's not playing the cracks like you have to search for them initially. Right. And I just thought that was clearly the performance of the year. And Ugh. everybody who watches that movie seemingly is like, of course, she's amazing. My and parents were like, who is that? I was yeah. like, oh, God, it is startling. <laughs> and honestly, like I, I didn't actually even though she's an Oscar nominee for Loving. Um, which is a nomination I didn't know you revile. I hate that nomination. Yeah, and so it's just like, so I thought it was a slam dunk because I was like, if they nominated her for that, they'll certainly mm-hmm. nominate her for this in a in a category where it felt like there were only a few sure things. Um, her actually being one of them after all these precursors. And then when they didn't, it felt like, oh, maybe they just, and they did, completely miss this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like this was the season in the year where precursors meant nothing. And I think they mean more, nothing more and more. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. I, mm-hmm, I'm sick mm-hmm. of the like deluge of we already know what's going to happen weeks and weeks before the Oscars. You right. Know? Yeah. Like let's check Gold Derby and see like where the needle is moved mm-hmm. and like where like does it ever meaningfully I don't know like predict these things I don't know. Yeah, these things that they used to say meant everything mm-hmm. don't anymore. Like they used to say like when if, when a movie gets nominated for editing. It's certainly getting nominated for, for Best, Best Picture. Picture yeah. And it's like a precursor. And then I saw Tech Tech Boom get nominated for editing. And I'm like, well, certainly in a year where there's 10 nominees and a leading actor contender, we'll see Tick Tick Boom uh-huh. in Best Picture, which I would have loved. I love Tick Tick Boom. I thought it was really good. And yes. then it wasn't. And I was just like, 
Nothing means anything. Mm, right. Like what? What about necessarily the editing of Tick Tick Boom? Are you like, well, that's no, right? Something yeah. logically. Yeah. You, okay, you're a person too. Imagine there's a ballot in front of you. Yeah. Do you need to vote for Best Picture? Yeah. because something got an editing nomination. No. Yeah. What are you talking? Like, <laughs> what magical race of people are you talking about who votes that way? It's like the thing. Did you see Dune? I did not see Dune. Okay, I'm, so, I'm telling you, Dune, I'm so out of it this year. Dune, Dune is, has a lot going for it, but it's half a movie. <laughs> it's half a movie, literally. Right, right, literally yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and so whatever. But like, certainly, if you're going to list the top five nominations, it's getting uh-huh. certainly one Editing. is Direction. Oh, Direction, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course. I was. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> it wasn't there. Right. It's mm. just so interesting the way these things shake out. Sometimes there is a magical race of people. And it, it's people who have the Academy <laughs> Showroom app on their Apple TV. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, my friends. Jordan yes. Magino. Well, I, lo- I learned about it. I learned about it through Jordan. And then yep. I was and then I was at work with someone who is on the Academy. And he was like, oh, yeah, I watched it on the... And I was like, he's like, I watched Drive My Car on the, on the Academy app. I was like, you people are... How dare you? How <laughs> yeah. dare you, like, fucking wave this in front of our faces? Yes, and you know all those people have good TVs. Great TVs. <laughs> Theaters even, <laughs> theaters even. I, oh, I just, I just want to. Is, is that's not a password thing, is it? Like, the, the, I'm sure there's like four different authentication pro, like processes. You just gotta be or know someone in the academy. No, but I'm saying even if you just, it's not like an HBO like go password thing where it's no. like I think you, I think they probably authenticate you like four times over to make sure that like it's just showing up. Oh, it's yours. like Alias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's like Alias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm certain that's I'm, true. I'm, I'm. This is ruined. <laughs> My media consumption, like I, I, I feel like I, I need that, or else I won't be happy. I don't know. Yeah, no, anyway. and it's so satisfying to scroll through. It's like, wow, they're all here. They're, they're all, all here. You don't have to go through the mania of what's available where. Or I'll go to this weird movie theater where, like, the popcorn is petrified. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I will say when I was when I was in New York. Um, and I had to cancel all my shows, and like it was it was Omicron was the new beast. I was the only person at Angelica, uh-huh. and I saw like. Four of them, yeah, like right in a row because they have. I love and, that. That's my favorite time of year. Yeah, mm. it really is fun, and it's, I always go by myself mm-hmm. so I can zone in. That's how I saw it being the Ricardo's Licorice Pizza, uh, uh, Red Rocket, which we um, loved. Loved. I D- mean, didn't get any love, right? No. no. Yeah. Well, he he was. I just think it's a thing of people not seeing it, right? But then again, with the Academy app, is that an excuse? And also, I mean? he like, lost to five huge stars. So, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. With, with, with like sterling cool. reputations. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. best actors wild. I think that if I had a gun to my head, and I for SAG, I do have the gun to my head. I think I'm going to vote for King Richard for ensemble and vote for Andrew Garfield for actor. Mm. I feel good about that. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like his main competition in best actor. I guess people still think Will Smith's going to take it. I don't. I feel like people aren't talking about that performance in regards to that movie even. I feel like people are more more into Ingenue Ellis, who has an yeah. extremely small part. Have you seen King Richard? I have not. Okay, you gotta. Yeah. You know, this- it's good. I mean, like, it's a sports film, and you would think it would put you to sleep right away because you know what's coming. Right. But it's not. There's something about it that feels very organic to what that story was. That's what I've that heard. That is well expressed. Yes, yeah. yes. And the girls are great. Right, right. They, like, by the way, there's an interview with one of those girls, the girl who plays Venus. Her name is, I think, Sydney. Sydney. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Her talking about, oh yeah, I learned how to hit the, the ball with my wrist broken because <gasps> she hits it with her wrist broken. I was like, what? You're like what? a droid. I think what it is yeah. is droid. she's a righty and Venus is a lefty. Or something like yeah. that. She she did learn to do it with her other hand. That's pretty cool. And it's crazy. And there's a moment in King Richard where 
she realizes that she's won something or she she realizes something is happening and she goes to the mirror, looks at herself in the mirror and like has a celebration. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that young actor is someone to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment later, because a lot of the, the movie is based on Venus's mm-hmm. rise. And so Serena, who, as we all know, went on to become the greatest player ever. Like there's a moment where the, the actress playing Serena is sort of sitting there standing at the court and Will Smith goes over to her. I, I, I think this is the best original screenplay of the year. Wow. I, I do. Hmm. And so he goes over to her and says, I know this is hard because this is all about Venus. But And Will Smith is really good in this scene. Oh my God, am I going to cry? He he was like, you're going to be the best of all time. Which feels a little convenient, even though I'm sure yeah, it was said. Yeah, but it's set. a winning I'm movie. sure it was said. Right, right. But it's like, to put that in the screenplay where it's like, and also you will win this many women. Yeah, but yeah. you know what though? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a father talking to his daughter who he knows is hurting. Yeah. And I think that there is room for that remember the Titans moment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in movies, like I, I, I get it. I get being like when something is saccharine being like, but it really works. It's, a, it's yeah. a really good scene. But also, in regards to that actress, watching her talk, I mean, in the, the performance is really good. It, it's not drawing too much attention to itself. Obviously, yeah. like, the story is like sort of about the girls, you know, yeah. ultimately. Mm-hmm. But her in this interview, it was like that Ian Armitage thing where it's like, you're 1,500 years old. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee you're older than I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Ian Armitage, is, that's a whole other vibe. Um, Javier is... Best actor? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It interesting. is interesting. Because it, you know what's weird is it's like... Sorry, I did not to totally... No, no, no. But, but, yeah. but we can talk about Javier. Like, it, it's um, it's weird because you think Nicole, 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 and then you do see it, yeah. and like it, he is fantastic. I Imagine think, him being bad. I mean, right, it's weird. Right. Yeah. I, I see people sort of down on this performance. I thought it was great. And again, I definitely have seen every episode of I Love Lucy. The mm-hmm. one-to-one physical parallels don't mean anything to me and in fact i've enjoyed seeing interviews with lucy arnaz uh lucille ball's daughter who has this like crackerjack memory it's like cool to watch interviews Mm. with her being like i'm so glad they didn't go for the physical transformation she's like it's so much better this way and i which i agree i agree it's like it's like the it's the other side of the coin for the for the um tammy faye thing where it's like it didn't i mean i i i too have seen all these tweets and posts where it's like nicole didn't have anything behind the eyes and all this stuff and it's like lucy was so like just expressive from like behind the face and all this stuff. And I'm like, I still, uh, I still enjoyed it. But my thing with Javier is didn't he say in an interview after the noms came out where he was like, I would not have like that movie Mm -hmm. is Nicole's like, if if it weren't for Nicole, then that role Mm. would be nothing, which I, which I, I I, I appreciate that he can just sort of like be very trans. Like he can, that he's, he's brave enough to say that. Yeah. I also want to say in regards to what you were just saying about people being upset with Nicole, I would have loved to hear this conversation about Tom Hanks being nominated for Mr. Rogers, where he did not seem like him at all, and uh-huh, no one uh-huh. cared. I'm so, yeah, Mr. Rogers yeah, yeah. has an effeminate quality, and yes. he did not play that at all, and yes. I think people liked that. Mm. <gasps> yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. I think there's always going to be more scrutiny on women being cast the same way more people care about best actress than best actor. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, and I remember we, I don't know how you felt like, but we were both very skeptical about Nicole being Lucy because it was originally Cate Blanchett. Right. Right. And, which, and obviously that's like my one dream. Your dream. I yeah. don't even think we would be talking about who would win. No, no, I think it would be done. But then you two have also both said that despite, you know, I, I think Nicole had such an uphill battle that it's, it's kind of triumphant to see it. Like, I just never bet against her because when is has she has Nicole Kidman ever been bad? That's a good question. 
Uh, not nothing really comes to mind other yeah. than like bad movies like Bewitched. Did we love that? I I I enjoyed it. I think she was like. <laughs> I, I think I was like good for her. I you know that was like, but that was in her true like um, imperial phase. 1.0. Right. You know what I mean? That was like I was just excited. Rouge. I was excited to see Christian Chenoweth in a movie. Yeah. Oh yes, right. Yes. Which is which is illegal for a number of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then she did The Boy Next Door and now it's illegal again. Right. Oh my god, that role. Wait, Where Christian was in The Boy Next Door with she gets killed in it. Oh. My. <laughs> right after she is viciously insulted. Yeah. Oh no. She, basically it's what, it's, that, it's that thing where like a character doesn't deserve it but gets it really bad. It's like she's found dead in a closet like Oh my god. There's oh, a hot no. sex scene in that movie, though. Yeah. Oof, my God. For and then me, we put that guy in um, Everybody Wants Some, where he wears a jockster. Woof. He's so hot. No no guess what his name is. but His, no name, guess is what his name is some Ryan Guzman. Oh, thank you. Okay? First edition Good of for The me. Iliad. First, oh, is yes. this a first edition? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Noah, you shouldn't have. Whenever I say you shouldn't have, I do laugh. And I don't think we've ever gotten into a bigger fight than when uh, over Jennifer Lopez and Laura Dern year. Oh, that's oh, right. Sure. She is amazing. And I came out of Hustlers being like, definitely uh, Jennifer Lopez's best performance. And I am yeah. upset that she didn't get the nomination. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, you were hard mm-hmm. Laura that year, though. Yes, generally. Yeah. Uh, which, I, I don't want to say that's basic of me. I, I don't know where oh, the angst came from. I don't know. I, I, I was angsty about it. Because I, I, I felt like she then became... Like she, underestimated people. Like, oh, it was a broad performance, whatever. It's like the that part of the movie wouldn't work if she weren't a little fucking weird. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Laura Dern liking Laura. When? Did, what? What? When did that happen? Uh, you know, Big this Little is, Lies. This, I, think. I think it was Big Little Lies. But I'm saying Lies. liking Laura Dern becoming synonymous with basicness. Oh, this, right. this is a thing because there was a moment where Laura Dern was. Like it felt like finally we're talking about Laura Dern in this way, and then in a s- instant, literally, okay. RuPaul hosted SNL. Me, Sudi, and Frank Gillespie wrote a sketch called "Gay Oscars," and it was <laughs> me and Ru host. And then it was like, and of course, it was basically what that Jordan Firstman piece ended up being. Yeah, mm-hmm. and where it was like Laura Dern, Laura, Dern, Laura Dern was nominated in every single category. Yeah, like, best hair, oh, Laura so Dern. It was, like, it was but like we thought so at the time until and this is not to, this is not us like knocking like the the like Jordan's thing but it was just like oh whoa this is so weird like the 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 parallel thinking on Laura Dern is really synchronized in such a specific yeah way right now and then after that that was the inflection point maybe not that specific thing but like shortly after now it's like we talk about Laura Dern and it's like, oh God, whatever. Yeah, everyone, it's like a joke now. Her. It's like, I think it's even a joke in the second season, the other two, like Laura Dern. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Days liking Laura Dern became monoculture like the Titanic. Yes. Yeah. It's but, like, it's like everyone in America knows. In a pejorative days way, Days like though. Laura Dern. Yeah, and, but I will say, I think it calmed down enough to where I could see her in the Jurassic World Dominion trailer. And I'd be, be excited. Like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, correct. But no, it's just that thing that happened to Jennifer Coolidge too. And I feel like somebody mm. else in, oh, Tony Collette a little bit uh-huh. where people like congratulate themselves for having quote unquote done the homework over the years. Like, yes. oh, I remember her from two movies. I've always liked her. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we, not just, which we do, we do all the time on our respective Constantly. podcasts. Us more than you guys probably. But like, this is us being like, Kirsten Dunst, we deserve the credit. I mean, we're, we're not saying that, but it's like, we've been doing, we've been, we're probably just like echoing something that like a lot of people. Th- I don't know. I don't but know what, there my, needed, what my point is. But here. there needs to be that conversation. Yes, yes for yes. these things to happen. And so, like, I think right. I, in a way, I'm not mad at it. it no, just no, no, no. I'm not mad at it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it gets done. And of course, in this in this culture, you don't want to be the sixth person to say something. I just mm-hmm. think we have this. Gay people might have this post coital, um, post nut 
guilt, shame around like a, mm. a shared thought. Oh well, a bunch of people think the same way I do about this thing, and so therefore it must be a bad thought. But meanwhile, I mean? but meanwhile, it's like it's like at the uh, on this. I do know exactly what you mean, and I feel this way as well. But also, it's like objectively, Renata is fucking incredible. Yes. Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean. Like objectively, like I said, thank you, and like I will not not be rich. Right. And her it's fucking like, slaying that. And I don't think she wins the Oscar for Marriage Story without that performance. I think it's mm. akin to right. Catherine Heigl doing what she did in the finale of season two of Grey's Anatomy and then getting knocked up, which is why she wins for season three of Grey's Anatomy. I think it just feels at a certain point like it's time. And I wish that there felt like there was that immediacy around Kirsten Kirsten. this year because it feels like what's going to happen is Ariana DeBose is going to win, Mm -hmm. who I think is phenomenal in the movie, but... I don't need her to have an Oscar. Right, right, right. And in fact, it almost might be better if she didn't win an Oscar so that there was some suspense about where her next move would take. Um, I just want to wrap up that conversation about Laura Dern. The thing that is annoying about it is the people who tweet... certain people who tweet about her pretend like they aren't privy to the conversation and like yeah. they just came up with it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what it is about Laura Dern, but I just love her. You don't say. I've read that 50 fucking times. <laughs> you know exactly you're pretending what not it to, is. You're pretending not to be a part of the conversation while starting a conversation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. I, now I'm angry. Yeah, now, 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 now I can see it. it. <laughs> it rose. I will say... How do you feel if you're bright? My favorite topic on this podcast is, of course, Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> Wait, and how do you feel? USC is on. Bryce Dallas. Yeah. My, yeah, my thing with and NYU. My my thing with Bryce Dallas is you would never be like first first choice. Like we're going Bryce Dallas, but when she's there, I always oh, have fun. You never. She's mind always it, making yeah. a choice. She's always going for it. How do you feel if you're Bryce Dallas Howard and you're like, cool, gearing up for the third one, and they're like, we're bringing back Laura Dern. Do you wow. think you're excited or you're like, God damn it? I'm not the iconic one here. <laughs> well, in the trailer, it seemed like there were there were a lot of scenes where like she and Laura are trapped in some like which little, I love. I love it. I I I bet they had so much fun together. I'm obsessed. I don't want to. I don't want to buy into any sort of like. No, I want both of them on equal sides of a T Rex. They nod at each other and then fucking kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I I want Laura Dern and and Bryce Dallas to fucking Murder kill a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Yeah. That energy is very. Uh, <laughs> Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox in the new Scream, where yeah, it's like uh-huh. that you can almost tell they've decided we won't be killed. Yeah. So <laughs> no. we're just going to glance at each other as the murders occur yeah. and then like get a shank in the knee and kill them or whatever. Uh, what? Poor David Arquette. Oh, was oh, this yeah. was this the Scream where um it's uh why are you bringing a gun with you? Uh, I'm Sidney Prescott. I always have a gun. I always yes. have a gun. That's, Second that's Amendment. Ra- Sidney Prescott said Second Amendment rights, and it's actually rule of culture number forty-five. Sidney Prescott said Second Amendment rights, and she should. If anyone's <laughs> going to say it, it should be Sydney. I mean, the woman is constantly under attack by Ghostface. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I think it's actually time, and this is crazy, um, to ask the question. Oh my God, yes. I, well, I was getting so carried away with this. We've never We've even never asked had Lewis the question on, and it feels like he's Frizzell. been on a million times. Well, you know, he did do one of the most iconic troll yes, bowls of truly all time. Yes, one of the best troll bowls. Which was the, the which, troll Which, by bowl. the way, I, I miss in my daily life. I wish more people would just come up to me and like, you have to talk right now about Vera Farmiga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You pulled Chelsea Clinton out I of the did. troll bowl. What uh, was I mean? Yeah, you were, were you mean, mean, but the fo- I didn't oh, know I but, had it in me for her. Yeah, but oh. you, that's the thing about I don't think so, honey. Trouble, you don't know until yeah. you feel until it's coming yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I loved the like, queen of the soft tweet, like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, she's like, like responding to like Dinesh D'Souza with, 
thank you for your opinion. But it's like, what? You're not owning him at all, and this is stupid. Yeah. And this was peak Chelsea Clinton Twitter 2017. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it was around that time. A few years ago, Vanessa Bayer hosted like the Glamour Women of the Year Awards, and one of her jokes was like, she was like, she was like listing everyone that was being honored, and Chelsea Clinton was one of them. And she was like, Blake Lively, something, something, Chelsea Clinton, we all have some one thing in common. None of their moms were president. <laughs> and so Chelsea Clinton got up like later and was like, oh, no. and Vanessa, just so you know, it's true. <laughs> None of our moms were president. <laughs> but one day, one of our moms will be. And it's like, uh, slay yeah. Chelsea, I guess. <laughs> like, go off. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But anyway, the question at hand, Louis Bertel, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? Can I give a preamble to the answer and then an answer? You can answer course, it however, however you like. like. Yeah, there are no rules, et no. cetera. Just no. vibes, whatever. <laughs> um, well, it, th- my oldest pop culture memory is when I was like minutes old. And what, the show I would watch every day, and there are pictures of me watching it, is You Can't Believe It, Wheel of Fortune. Because uh-huh. uh. Wheel of Fortune, to me, actually has almost everything I'm interested in. Okay. Which is, first of all, stunning visuals. Yes. <laughs> Many colors. As in, I was so obsessed with the wheel that I would, in my spare time as a child, take cake circles and draw with crayon and a a protractor, and my mom would help me. I would make Wheel of Fortune wheels. Oh, my God. And my younger brother, Greg, would do it, too. Now, people familiar with the spectrum may understand that there's (laughs) something about repetitiveness, like wheels spinning. I couldn't stop looking at ceiling fans when I was a kid. Really? So yeah. there was something I was I was a little bit like close to the spectrum. Yeah. Just like I had I had some but of with that. radial things. Yes, yeah, radial yeah. things. Uh-huh. And and so did my brother Greg. Um and so there's something transfixing about that. Uh-huh. Um the puzzles routinely like clued you into idioms. Yes, yes, you're yes, yes, yes. Pop culture. I remember something I used to love about Wheel of Fortune, you would always see the the um category star and role Mm. or husband and wife Mm -hmm. and so you would get the thrilling solve of eddie van halen and valerie bertinelli (laughs) and so then i would be like i've got to remember that let me let me dig into that and then you you start to pair those things yes you yes exactly the the synapses start firing and you start building the wikipedia in your brain yes yes um so and also there's something about a game show where all the sound effects are just in the right place. Like, if you mm. guess wrong, you get this noise. If you guess mm. right, you get this noise. And there's something really calming about that. Yes. So the, the calming nature of entertainment, that yes. like spoke to me. But in terms of really formative uh, pop culture, you know that when you experience a celebrity at just the right time in your life, like, for, for example, Jim Carrey came out when I was eight, and he's yeah. the perfect yeah. uh, movie star for an eight-year-old. Yep. Yes, you know? he yep. is. Absolutely. When I was in middle school, that's when I got really into old blockbuster videos of, like, the best of Gilda Radner on uh-huh. SNL. Are you about to say Jane Curtin, or no? I, I, will, I will get to Jane okay, Curtin, okay, but okay. specifically uh, Gilda Radner. There's something about being in middle school where you still have your childlike qualities, but a part of you is almost starting to consciously put those away. Like you don't want to seem like a little kid and Gilda Radner to experience her and her like rambunctiousness and her really like juvenile characters. Like for her to say like, keep all of it, keep your child. By the way, it's transcended to be a kid. You know, Mm. at like just the, the Judy Miller show when she was the, the brownie, like doing a, uh, her own TV show in her room or, just the wackiness of the character. It's like Gilda it Live. Re- Gilda Live. Winter Garden. Yes, with Let's a, Talk to the Animals. Or, I, I yeah. picked up that Mike Nichols book to read about Gilda Live. Uh, There's a page and a half. Only a page damn. and a half. Mark mm. Harris, you're on my list. <laughs> um, but like, it, it was so affirming and so like, 
I, I, you know, I don't have to change at all. Mm, you know, yeah. and I think I've really been on that ever since. Like, no, I'm I'm driven to be this thing. And also, I think it's a little underrated about Gilda Radner that she was that childlike person juxtaposed with uh, these men who honestly wanted to be cool. Mm. Her whole thing was never wanting to be cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Chevy Chase wanted you to find him like a sexy prick. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, I, like, I love um, uh, Bill Murray right. as a comic, but like, his was like always underlined with cynicism. And, yes. Like, you know, she always wanted you to feel like oh, he and was I, like. I can't even begin on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, no, I, I like, I hated that energy. And so mm. for her to offset that, and a part of me almost thinks, like it, it shouldn't be this important to me that a woman was lovable on a cast. No, uh, but you know, but, but it was like, so she was awesome, necessary yeah. in that group of people. Yeah, between Jane and Lorraine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I, I think you probably have a better, I don't know, um, understanding of like those dynamics than I do, honestly. And like, I don't know. I, I don't know why I say that, but like, I think this is such a. I think this is this is one of my favorite answers. Well, we've never even discussed Gilda on the show. No, it's and so crazy that is, we haven't. She is a paradigm because in her footsteps comes everybody, all the legendary everybody. women. You, of would, you would never not bring her up if you're one of Absolutely these people. And I almost not. feel like they feel burdened to talk about her because she's a woman, but she is also. Fabulous. So she's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the thing too is like, what one thing I f- I find is, and we've we've discussed this sometimes, but there is such a unlocking of when you have fun, everyone has fun, and that's mm-hmm. a disciple that I think um, Amy Poehler follows, and so many of the women at SNL, certainly Maya. And I think that is coming from a like a, almost like a it's like a spiritual thing that is Gilda, mm-hmm. because when you say that she had her. She had her youthful energy, but also very, very, very um, adult struggles. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to imagine that that um, saved her in a way. You know what I mean? Like, she yeah. had a difficult life and I, an adulthood. And I think that that inner child is something that um, probably was a day-to-day salve for her and, like, certainly translates in her work because what she was giving you, which the rest of the cast, like, at the time maybe wasn't was the sense of fun yeah, and the right. following of the fun which is so important in comedy and especially at that job at that job and like you're so right about like the men wanting to be cool and she didn't really give a fuck but she would still go to like Studio 54 and yeah. st- you know yeah. like she right. would still like be this like I don't know this like effervescent person and oh my god like she her- carried the light one of the best memoir titles, I think. Ever. Oh, it's always it's something. always something. By what the a way, great title! I just reread it's that book something. recently, uh-huh. and obviously there are moments of levity, and that's sort of the the thing that led to Gilda's Club and mm-hmm. like you know having fun during a really difficult life moment. That book is basically a horror story it's so because sad. it's literally doctor after doctor getting her diagnosis wrong or playing down how yeah. bad it is, Jesus. and it's really really tough to read. Even though it, you really remember her point of view throughout it, you remember like. God, she really was fucking obsessed with Gene Wilder. And that yeah. really like propelled her uh through a lot of that. But um it's an invaluable book for that reason. There's um uh I think it's it's either in the book or it's in something else where it's like she's like uh I she's writing about what she wants her tombstone to say. Mm. And or she's like, bury me with a TV and have my tombstone say, Here lies Gilda Radner. She had a great time or something. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, oh my, you, have, did you see Love Guild at that documentary that they did on Amazon? Yes, or, I did a couple yeah. years ago. So good. Just mm-hmm. so good. And 
Oh, yeah, I can't believe we haven't talked about her on this. Well, you know, I think it's one of those things that's just kind of generational. Yeah. Because it's it's just... I know, the name is a little bit lost to time now, I have to say. It certainly mm-hmm. is. And I mean, it's it's a very similar to Lucy, actually. Because, you know, mm-hmm. whenever... I I think we were that last generation of people who were watching Nick at Night and the I Love yes, Lucy show yes. was on. It's weird to think of, like, kids now not having that understanding of where sitcom came from and where mm-hmm. female driven comedy like really came from in terms of like mainstream television but with Gilda I think that her spirit so lives on in the women that followed oh, her yeah. that at least that uh-huh. you know what I mean like I I would imagine that it's certainly emotional for any like female cast member that goes through SNL to see her picture on the wall. She also, by the way, was kind of a Whitney Houston situation Hartman. where like America, yeah. uh, the Hart. country was led to believe she was sort of getting better. She made like a triumphant yeah, return right. to the Gary Shandling show right, Gary and stuff. Shandling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there's a, you know additional um, uh-huh. feelings attached to, oh my God, she up and died, you know? It's like those, like the, the final days were like, I think like it was like uh, Bill Murray would like go and visit her or I like, think it was like a lot of like those, SNL people li- visited her in the hospital and like mm. she just was just just kind of like so frail and just like sagged in their arms and it was like this is Gilda Radner who was like life right. jumping all over the fucking place mm-hmm. you know it's Ugh. also it's so it's so sad and frustrating when you realize that someone was taken by something that maybe 20 or 30 years later could have been dealt with a little bit yeah. or much better you know what I mean it's just one of those things and like her legacy obviously literally lives on in mm-hmm, so many mm-hmm. people that followed her, but I it is good to keep the name like alive because you know it's just there was no one like her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and she opened that door like she like when you talk about it like truly someone who influenced so many. And then by the same token, you speak about Jane like a completely different energy yes, at the show yes, at the same yes. time. In like, Who, like, by the way, is uh, like my hero. I should emphasize uh-huh, that uh-huh. I, as an adult, feel like I have become more of a Jane Curtin. I've seen I've, you like yes. a Jane Curtin T-shirt. Oh yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> no, and I've heard. I think Tina Fey even said you. Some you realize after a certain time that you're not a Gilda. You're, you're a Jane. Jane. Yeah. yeah, and like there's even something about the way she read the the news during Weekend Update where it was about. Hard punchlines, like I'm, I'm not reacting emotionally to this. I'm not looking at the guy to my left. Uh-huh. That, where she plays it so straight that I feel like, in a way, she was the most influential of the early people to do it because, like, people don't do it like Chevy Chase now, no. or, even, or even Bill Murray. You know, no. there's like the hard sell of the line, yes. and the eye roll that accompanies it. I feel like is very Tina Fey. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. Where it was like. The Chevy Chases gave way to like the Letterman's in terms of this, definitely in terms of this mm. like. Oh, I'm a male comedian, and so I will be a little bit of a, just a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, in a way that, above it all, above yeah. it all, in a way that's fun and like the audience kind of responds to and laughs at. But with but Jane did kind of set this precedent of like, um, someone who's just like not put upon, but someone who's just like just trying to get through it. And right. Like, I don't know, and like honestly, in a way that like. Mm, maybe like I would say Che has a little bit of Jane weirdly. Wow, so Che's kind in of terms like terms of the, the I mean, just, just yeah, re, you know, like, re, that's re, actually yeah. similar. They are similar in that. Just way. like reading the news and being like, okay, like <laughs> yeah. here we go. Like Che, like Che for all of his like online behavior, like has this very like <laughs> he wouldn't mind me saying this. Like he has this very like um uh, uh uh calculated troll persona that he loves. But on the show, it's like except for when he's like you know, shitting on Colin. It's like, and if he's reading just like a headline and a, a setup and a punchline, he's just kind of like, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, the weariness is there. Yeah, the weariness is there. He doesn't give it 
much. Which which I think is kind of Jane. Jane, which the eye roll is sort of like, Ugh, whatever, <laughs> you know? Right. And like, um, I, yeah. I, have you met Jane ever? No. One time, well, I was wearing my Jane Curtin shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was at a Trader Joe's in Los Angeles. And I get to the counter. And the guy goes, you just missed her. She was just here. Ah! Shut up. I was like, I, I, I mean, that's like Joker origin story. Yeah. Like my, my brain went 50 directions. Anyway, she seems Soon wonderful. Now. And she also, by the way, is a uh, celebrity Jeopardy legend. She, ma- she made right. it to the end of a giant tournament and lost in the end to Michael McKean, who's also oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, but she's like a, a trivia girl, which I love. Wow. And she, in fact, was on a game show in the six, late 60s or 70s that I forget the name of, but I was like, Wow, and you're a game show girl. Yeah. Like, yes, Lewis. Yeah. Did you, you, <laughs> yes. Didn't, you didn't win Jeopardy. That's the one game show I lost, unfortunately. Yeah. But so the, going back to Wheel of Fortune, is that I don't know. I, this it's hard. I don't. What, what am I asking? Like, was that paired with Jeopardy over time? Like, you would just yes. watch both shows in the same sitting. And also something that was uh, seminal was that you could play home versions of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy that my parents had. Uh-huh. So that's how I learned to like type on the computer. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, you can see it all wow. coming together. The Wikipedia biopic is like writing itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, no, and like that's how I started accruing knowledge, whatever. And I just want to say about uh, Pat Sajak too. While his politics disappoint me. He is incredibly underrated on that show. He's, very, he's, he's a very good host. Too. The amount very of like, rules he has to get through, and then he conveys them in a different way every time with like a joke. Again, I just brought up Bill Murray. I watched um, Groundhog Day recently. Uh-huh. Pat Sajak's style is not different than Bill Murray, mm. who is giving oh, you like who is giving you like a uh, a soft cynicism, but he underlines it with a smile to yes, keep the game yes, going. Yes. And I find it so reliably good. It's just the way he like so when someone is like D. It's not D. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know the way. He... No. No, no yeah, D. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like that kind of thing where it's just like, that oh, well, you're fucked up there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it is, there is something caustic about it, I guess. And it's just, it's, it's, the tone is, is, is wonderful. But also, yes. of course, there's an awkwardness to Wheel of Fortune where you could have one letter left and still not know the puzzle. And maybe <laughs> My everybody else, thing. maybe everybody else in America knows the puzzle. It's extremely <laughs> like stressful. Birds of a weather. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and no! He, but like, imagine not... you responding to that. Okay, um, it's me. I'm a contestant. You're Pat Sajak. Birds of a weather. What? Oh, <laughs> that's the, if I were Pat. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Well, no. What? I would. That, that I would. I, that would be my authentic response as the host. Title event: Birds what? of a weather. What? Honestly, I can't. Birds when, of a when, weather. I love that super. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube of them. Oh, they're like, so funny. Oh, it's unbearable. God. I cannot sit through it. Because, uh, by the way, uh, as somebody pointed out to me, I think it was my friend David Clark, he said, actually, Wheel of Fortune is the more uh, brainier game than Jeopardy. Because if you get a question on Jeopardy, it's like call and response. Like, you know it immediately sure, or you sure. don't. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune, you are... You have the responsibility of solving something in front of America. Yeah. Like, you have to use Ooh. your brain to do it. And even though it's like a, a meager task, really, it yeah. can still not occur. Right. Yeah. And then what? The stakes <laughs> yeah. are super high because of how menial it seems. Yes. You know? It's And meanwhile, Jeopardy, it's like, I genuinely feel... And I went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because I said the same thing. And you, how much did you win a millionaire? 30 grand. Okay. I won five and I got to 20 uh-huh. and then did something stupid and got knocked yeah, down. But yeah. I honestly felt like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? What You know. Did you do it in Vegas? Yes. So they put so much bullshit on it, yeah. and it's just you, and it's so dramatic, and there's so much, and the words are so big, and it feels so high stakes on you that I almost feel like 
despite the fact that the level of difficulty is not Jeopardy, that it feels more high stakes and my heart pressure because it yes. is on you. You are the star of that episode. Meanwhile, Jeopardy, it's like when you're with three and then the host and it's more fast moving, you almost have more clarity and like in terms of when you're going to buzz uh-huh. in, what the answer is. And I feel like watching Jeopardy more like allows you to be better at the game, whereas Millionaire Definitely. is kind of just like, it is not what it seems like. Oh, also the deal with Millionaire is you can't pass up a question if you don't know it. Where right. on Jeopardy, right. you can do yes. that all the time. Yes. But I think this is what's... This is what's interesting about what Lewis said about Wheel of Fortune, where it's like the cues, the sounds are placed just right. Mm -hmm. And I think like the aural slash sonic landscaping of a game show is so important. Absolutely. Wheel of Fortune just kind of feels, the stakes don't seem that high because like the sounds are like, bing, bing, bing. Like like, it, it feels like kind of frivolous and fun. Jeopardy, it's like mostly silent, right? Yes. And then uh, Millionaire is, Millionaire is fucking yeah. like is scored, it and is you scored. feel like it's the most. And, and the audience is watching. You think yes, yes. And, yes. And so you, if you don't know it immediately, you have to sort through it and then speak through it. And then uh, us, if you're me or Matt, you obviously feel somewhat obligated to give entertainment. entertainment. Sure, and it's yeah. it's so yes, it's theater. But this is what I, like that. I mean, Sudi mm. and I. So I brought Sudi as my plus uh-huh. one, and we had like essentially a comedy bit. Yeah. When, when I brought her up, and I was like, "See, now did I get something out of this because that went well, or because?" we got the question right like but ultimately it is and what i would say to everyone at home that's watching millionaire like that is not something they put in later like they are scoring it while you're there like you hear right and you're like um i cannot think like and i remember like there were certain questions that i was always going to get right like i got a viola davis question i I remember that yes Uh and so that one was fine but then there were other ones where the one that i got out on was a question about the spelling of Ebenezer Scrooge. Don't worry, yes. I remember. Oh the my god. The spelling of Ebenezer. I remember, yes. <laughs> and I don't think I would have ever gotten it wrong except in that situation. And you're saying that they did not sc- they did score it in that moment or they didn't? They did. They did. And oh, yes, yeah. and see like that fucks with you. I definitely know that Ebenezer is spelled E B E N E Z E R. But easy, in the moment it's, it's easy to second guess when you see four spellings. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes and yes. I thought for a second cuz cuz the question was phrased like what is the correct spelling of the protagonist's name of Charles Dickens's um Christmas a Carol. Christmas carol. And I thought maybe they'll give four different names. No. They gave four different spellings of Ebenezer. And I was like, fuck. And at that point, they have kept you there all day. The coffee situation was bleak. <laughs> like, they tire you out. All you're watching in the dressing room is Jepper, is, is um Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. So the last uh, thing you uh, want to do when you go out there is play that fucking game. Everyone's watching the scoring, etc. Your brain is not your brain at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've yeah. been I think you've been kept from your phone and like they materials do not that you can study your phone. with. You can't yeah. have a book. Uh-huh. You can't have anything that gives you any information. Right. Essentially. Right. But uh, the sound design of these shows I take for granted. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean and Jeopardy is like even like the like it's like it's it's yeah. and right. of course the iconic final song. And which the greatest bop in history which is like why Merv Griffin had all the money he had yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. that song alone yeah. um, but I guess but is your do you think Wheel of Fortune are, are we saying that Wheel of Fortune f- tricks the contestant into this ease that then sets them up for total humiliation uh, potentially yeah. Yeah. yeah well it's it's I would compare it to Family Feud in that 
The question is not difficult. So if you get right. it right, you feel merely relieved. Yes. As opposed to if you miss it, you feel devastated <laughs> and so stupid. And, and the by the way, at home really are like, fuck that fucking idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And by yeah. the way, if you went on Family Feud, I guarantee you're not coming up with every answer. No. You know? Oh, no. I would suck at Family Feud. I think that Family Feud, it, it, it'll be just one of those things where I think I'd be good at the last part. Yeah, uh, yes, just, just yes. like the the call and response. It's like improv. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, but you you want to be closer to Steve because you want to be the right. one that goes first, right? And not be the person that's like, "Or oh, what are things that a wife might say to a husband?" And yeah. you're like, "You need to eat my pussy." And it's just like, "What?" And then it's, it's like you give it to him, but like it's not right. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you don't want to be last on the end. Like right. I think that's what families mis- make the mistake of. Yeah, they put the flops on the end. Yeah, the black sheep of the family are on the end. Meanwhile, that's where like, the points are made. <laughs> yeah, cousin oh, Marissa right, right. is on the end. She's not really in our family, but we needed an extra spot. What do you think? And then it's just like, uh, I don't know. But you know, what, what are our thoughts on Steve Harvey as host of? I do think, I mean, he's good at what he does. I, I think he's a great speaking voice. I think so too. Uh, but I will say this: he really will just do the. Sorry, what's the thing called when you corpse or like when you look at the camera? Yes, yes, oh, yes, do yes, that yes when, when people Every, say anything, anything. Yeah. He, he's not even paying attention. Yeah, he's he, he's corpsing sort of in a way that is like um he's also not he's also an actual literal corpse in that he's he's weak and a burden burn, it like every <laughs> yeah. episode he's just gonna like, yeah Ugh. because he gonna, knows it works. I'm yeah. sure you can film like eight episodes of that in a day too. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Honestly, but I, I find him very cool. captivating as a as a host. I love it. But I came up on Louis Anderson for Family right, Feud, who was and awesome, who was a great Family Feud host, and not enough people talk about his time on that show. You know, I in in the, on the show I'm on now, the makeup artist worked on baskets, uh-huh. and they say he was the nicest, uh-huh. guy. Mm-hmm. like just like such a sweet guy. God. I'm like, what a loss. I think um, also, I believe Casey Wilson had a comment about him recently where she said that um, she was at an event with him and she complimented him on baskets and he turned to her and he said, you know, I'm playing my mother and it's a tribute to her. And she was like, oh, well, I lost my mother. And he said to her, um, oh my God, what was her name? And she said her name and he looked to the sky and said, hello, the name, thank you. And like there was tears oh. in his eyes and then he walked away. Apparently he was just like a beautiful soul mm. who like really like was giving that performance for his mom. So much. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. and no ego or like thought about like the fact that he was like you know dressing up as a woman to play it just like genuinely playing yeah, no you could tell that the like emmy gauntlet of it all was bewildering to him and he was just happy to, to have gotten there yeah mm-hmm. yeah That's so nice. he was very he was very 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 special and then actor. he was replaced on family feud with richard karn who seems like a nice guy and was so bad on the show and then i feel like maybe that like washed away the memory of louis anderson yeah <laughs> and then steve harvey hosted and it became the most popular it's ever been which by the way is a crazy feat for a show that debuted in the yes. 19th 70s. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, for sure. For what sure. is this new show that Rue is hosting? Lingo? Lingo. So what that is, is it? basically Wordle, but it's a game show that it's had several iterations. The one I'm most familiar with was the Game Show Network version in the 2000s, hosted by Chuck Woolery, former Wheel of Fortune host. Uh-huh. Um, it was originally hosted by Ronald Reagan's son, Michael Reagan. Okay. Uh-huh. Very strange. But yeah, it's uh, you're figuring out what a five letter word is. You're given the first letter, you call out a five letter word. And then they tell you what letters are in the right place, what ones aren't. And you have a couple of cho- chances to God. figure out what it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been time for Rue to host a show like that. Yes, yes, you for know? sure. I actually enjoyed Gay for Pay. 
I like gay for play. Gay for play. play. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch it, but you I know heard it, it was, was fun. it was really fun. It was yeah. sort of like a fucking fag version of like you know like what, what like match snatch, gamer, match yeah. game yeah yeah yeah. Match yeah. Game. But yeah, like it it was fun and like I feel like Rue is so invigorated by that shit. Yeah, like you know what I mean. He feels like like the same type of passion and. Yeah. real love for that art form oh no rue came and hosted jimmy kimmel live and, yeah. and the head writers on my show were like well queen here's your time and yeah. like push me at him <laughs> uh, and <laughs> i got to write a couple of sketches for him i mean it, i have to say it was gratifying to feel like a kindred spirit with him yes just like any yeah. fucking reference would come up and i'm like yes you are this person like yes. there are lots yes. of yes. i had yes. lots of ideas about what he could be and what he was was very um encouraging yeah yeah yes. I, I, I maybe told you this one time i went into his dressing room i forget why and he had a computer open and he's just watching old episodes of charlie's angels yeah and he just turns to me uh, and he goes he goes those girls really had chemistry <laughs> yeah. i was like i agree you know he really is like a, he's like he is just like a classic fag you know yes, that's the totally. thing it's just like yeah. and, and, you know who else is one i just want to give him credit cola scola is a classic oh, oh my god i haven't talked to him in forever but every once in a while he lists message me with Lewis, have you seen this Gloria Swanson interview? And I'm like, I have a tear in my eye already. Thank yeah. you. We were at this party like last week. All three of us were like, I remember, I think it was like Joel's boyfriend talking about Happy Orange. Talking about Happy Orange. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is just a thing that like all queers have gathered around their televisions and watched. Oh, and, and I found that out. I, just, I lost it. I lost it. It's so, <laughs> so brilliant. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, and like, I'm, 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 I'm on this, I'm on this project now where like I'm working with these two people who like, of different generations Mm -hmm. who are obsessed with him. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Like, like Amy Sedaris would be cued into him. Thank Uh, you, God. Yeah. Thank you, God. But it's not even, it's not even Amy. It's like all these people who are like, who have no, who do not care what our generation does except for people like Cole. Yeah, great. And I'm like, yep, deserves it. Genuinely. I mean, we, I always say my goddamn hero. Like, oh. so the, truly uh, in another class. Um, but as yes. as, a, uh, as Cloris Leachman once said about Paul Lind, born finished. Mm. Oh. Didn't have to add anything to what he was. That Always is good. Was yeah. Born finished. Born finished. Yeah. That's good. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy 
easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I think it might be time. It might be time. So this is I Don't Think So Honey, Everybody at Home. And this is the one-minute segment that we do routinely, in fact, every single time on this podcast, where we take one minute to rail and rant and rave against something in pop culture that I think we need to say it sucks yes we must we um must. and um traditionally i go first and i do have a topic okay um let me yeah. pull up the clock this is matt rogers i don't think so honey his time starts now i don't think so honey football i don't okay. get it and mm. i should my father was an awarded defensive coordinator for almost 40 years in lindenhurst high school and i and i was nicknamed by the cheerleaders little rogers i had a jersey and everything don't fucking get it here are the things i understand first First down down. i guess yes i get getting it past the line and now we get to keep going what the fuck are the x's and o's on the playboards and i always feel like the fact i don't think so honey that straight men know how to figure this out and i don't they can go in a locker room look up on a whiteboard there's x's and o's and they get it why don't i the the plays they're going this way that way i don't understand how it all works i don't understand when you decide to kick the ball through the goddamn field goal and mm. when you run it i would mm-hmm. always run it it's more points 15 seconds. i feel like what is the deal with football 
also the culture of football, you know all their brains are mushed from collision, collision, collision. We all saw the Will Smith movie, CTA just kidding, we world. didn't. Um, what was that called? Collateral? Concussion. No. Confesh- concussion. But all I'm saying is I don't think Five so many football. And that's one minute. You know? Thank you. Yes. Don't and you also- think there should be an Onion article about uh, what puppies have sustained during the puppy bowl? Oh, yeah. Oh, We need yeah, to understand what kind perfect. of Will Smith nonsense they're all up to. Right. Like, the football of it all, I just think... That it's one of those things that as a civilization, Mm -hmm. if we were to zoom out, we'd look at it and be like, not that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when aliens come, they're going to be like, you guys do what? Like it's the only gladiator type thing about this where I'm like, this is not right. Like it's it's, so many things had to align for football to be like had to happen in a sequential order for football to be this big. Like something there was a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Otherwise, we would be a, a soccer country. Yeah. yeah or, well, you know, my problem tennis. with teen sports in general, outside of volleyball, which I think should be more popular, uh-huh. is that because they're wearing helmets, I can't see the personal stakes in their eyes. Right. So, like, you know, like the moments you get in tennis where it's like, oh, here comes whatever, yes. Arangsha Sanchez Vicario, and she's thinking about <laughs> something, and it's and it's angsty, and she had a bad day. Uh-huh. Like, that doesn't factor into what I get from football, so there's no character study. Yeah, we need a more Who Wants to Be a Millionaire vibe yes. where we all are watching one person go through it. Yeah. I feel like that to me makes me root for people. Like, for example, figure skating. It's all the rage right now at being the Olympics. And when I'm watching it, I'm so stressed out <gasps> in a good way that I think as a fan is positive where I'm watching Nathan Chen and I know what he's doing is so difficult. And when I see him kill it and then his little face lights up yeah. after it, I'm just like, God, Beautiful. this is so triumphant. Just like a game show. Yeah. Just like a game show. Oh and I just feel God. like, you know, with the football of it all, it's like I'm zooming out and I, I don't get like what it is. And I feel like maybe like chemically it's just not for me, obviously, because so many millions of people enjoy it. But it's something that I never could penetrate. And what I always thought was interesting is my dad was a football coach his entire life, played football, whatever, never, ever, ever put a football in my hands in the backyard, never wanted to do that. And I said to him like a couple of years ago, I was like, hey, like but baseball was a completely different thing. I played baseball all through high school. Um but he never, ever, ever pushed football on me. And I asked him, I was like, why? He was like, well, you never showed any interest in it. I'm like, I never showed any interest in baseball, but you encouraged mm-hmm. it. And he sat there and he actually admitted, he said, you know, I think that I don't think the kids need to be playing it. And wow. I was like, do you acknowledge oh, wow. that it fucks with people in terms of their health and well-being? And he was like, I guess maybe I do. Wow. And so it's like interesting to see someone from that boomer generation uh-huh. literally say, I could coach kids doing it if they opted into it, but not my kid. Mm. That's okay. And you have said this to me before. And that is, that is, that is very interesting. I don't really know. I have nothing to add. I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I feel the same disconnect from the sport though. It's like, I, I want to like what people like. Like, I'm yeah. not here to like re- resist right, right, popular right. things. Certainly it's like, not. I feel constantly illiterate about it. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me feel bad. I just don't get it. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is, it's like when they really get, like, when there's a flag on the play and like things stop, I'm like, why? Uh-huh. I know I'm someone who understands shit. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. there is that little trigger sometimes. The field is not cute to look at, though, by the way. Again, no. where are the fun visuals? Right, yeah. right. There is that thing when you're growing up queer, though, when you don't understand something and you assume, oh, it's because I'm stupid and yeah. bad and yes, a fat. Yes, I feel yes, that way yes. at movies sometimes. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not following. Oh, all, I'm the time. Time. Yeah. all the time. All the time. You feel that way? Yes. Out of, I, you know who else Lewis? said that? Chris Schleicher. And it's like, we literally sit here and talk about fucking Norma Shearer all day. We yeah. are obsessed with movies. We're born to I do was it. Gonna, if, if I closed my eyes outside of this room and thought about someone who understands film 
better than anybody. It would be like the two of you, but specifically like you and Chris and Schleicher. Mm. I'm like, these are two like very, but this, this is the relatable king. Well, I'll say it. Sometimes I'm watching Marvel movies and I'm more what confused than like on? a right. complicated drama. I'm like, I'm watching Guard. When we walked out, of, we walked out of Guardians. We watched out of the, the first, first Guardians. Guardians we watched, we watched, I think, more than half of it. And I turned to you I was and like, I what said, "What the hell is going on? Are we still doing this?" And yeah. we walked the fuck out. I was like, "I didn't." Not even Glenn Close herself can keep me in this seat, Mama. And, and the 31 seconds of airtime she yes, had. Yes, well, you know yeah. she's the lead of the ride. Oh, that's no, fun. so. She is. She, she is playing <laughs> the indignity Ms. of learning this news. <laughs> she, she's like she was in the. She was in the. They like released like a commercial for the ride, which is coming out this summer uh-huh, at Epcot. She's uh-huh. like, "Hi, I'm Optima Clark, and we're is, gonna is we're gonna ride the Bagoon <laughs> to the Moon, and it's gonna be you and I and Epcot this summer. Uh-huh, See you there, and uh-huh. bring your pantaloons. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I don't understand what the fuck. <laughs> what is the vocabulary? Mm-hmm, no, I will never mm-hmm. forgive people to tell for telling me to see Thor Ragnarok because Kate. Blanchett was in it. Yeah. Girlfriend, they could have cut her out of that. Yeah. It was not good. Oh, I don't bad. care about yeah. her in Antlers. No. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Valka her... or something? Yeah, no, sure. That's sure. what her name is in the Dragon movie. Oh, okay. How to Train Your Dragon. What uh, was her name? It doesn't matter. It's Helga some, something? Athena yeah. offshoot. Or anyway. Like yeah, like you're right. It wasn't even that fun for her. Hella? Was it Hella. 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 It wasn't even that fun. No. It should have been. It should have been like the Halloween costume for fags and yet like it didn't catch on. But I will say, like, I'm I'm in support of like A list actresses who are better than it coming in for one. Yeah. Like I'm in support but of that. But then how do you feel like about Natalie Portman coming in for the for this for this next Thor movie, kind of leading the whole thing? Because who else's Vanity Fair career timeline video I obsessed with is Natalie's. She, yeah. Both of them I think are like very close peers, and I'm not saying anything new, but it's like I just really think that they from from starting out as child actors to like becoming prestige. Um, Natalie, I guess, outpacing Kirsten a, a bit just earlier. In terms of the accolades. Right, yeah. right. But like, and fervor for her, I think. I think people yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. Are, can have long considered themselves Natalie Portman stands. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I always feel, though, them. like um, the Thor MCU movies are, because uh, they're Taika, they're a they're little taika, bit they've more... They've been Taika since the last one, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're a little bit more, they let the actors have fun a little bit more, and they're a little bit more off-kilter and off-beat and funnier, and so I think she is creatively involved, so I'm mm-hmm. sure she'll make it fun for her. But when I see her in, like, Your Highness... Mm-hmm. Right. I'm oh, like, yes. this is Which was her post-Oscar you. movie, wasn't it? They yeah, must, that, it must have yeah. been filmed before. It had, had the feeling of film before the Oscar. Yeah, for sure. sure. And sure. then <laughs> No Strings Attached coming out at the same time as Black Swan and everyone being like, is this going to hurt her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. Thank I just God. watched Black Swan again. It's so, so good. good. It is I really entertaining. It. I do think it's about nothing, though, and I don't know that I love it as a win. <laughs> I love it. I think it's about a lot. It's ca- It should be called Woman is Upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are famously Natalie and Mila. Bowen's Natalie yeah. and I'm Mila. <laughs> and I love it. Chris Schleicher and I call ourselves Rinko and Adriana. After the, <laughs> oh after my the ladies God. and Babel. <laughs> who's Rinko? Who's Adriana? I think I'm Rinko. Yes, ultimately. you gave off Rinko. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. I can see Chris sort of running through the desert in that first scene yeah. as Adriana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about two people who got nominations and then like what? Rinko Kikuchi, yeah, bring her back. Didn't she do one thing? What did she what did Rinko Kikuchi do since Bebel? No. I don't know. I don't know. Bring her back. Yeah. They got two that movie got two supporting actress nominations. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. Anyways. Um 
Bone Yang, mm-hmm. it might be time for your out of think so, honey, if you would like to go. I would love to. And that is an answer I like. Um, so this is Bowen Yang, one of the most iconic men in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. One of the most iconic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah, I'll take it. Sexiest men alive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, powerful butthole. Mm. Oh. Um, well, I, I always found say, it weak. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but Lewis didn't like it. <laughs> I say one of the most powerful assholes in Hollywood. <laughs> Physically. Yes. And this is your I don't think so, honey. It's time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Hotel trash cans. Please be bigger. Wow. Yes, yeah, so small. You. I need you to hold more. I, you need to be a vessel, and you are giving me a little cup holder scale. Well, give us the, the depth that we require of you, because otherwise, you're setting us up for true, like slovenly. I, I, I think, I think it really does. I never feel more slovenly than I do in a hotel room. Mm. Not because of anything else besides the trash spilling out the overflow. Thirty seconds. There's no way to make that look good to organize it. And then especially in like in the post-COVID world, in a, in a COVID world, I should say, where some hotels are only doing every other day housekeeping, which I respect. That's fine. I don't think it really, I think we, this is one of those things that needs to die as we 15. learn to live with the virus, quote unquote. But <laughs> bigger trash cans, it's been, it's been, we've been needing them since the beginning of time. Bigger hotel trash cans. I Five am seconds. living in my own filth right now, and I know I'm not this person. Please, please, please be bigger. I beg you. And that's minute. Be they say be better. No, be, be bigger. bigger. Yeah. It, thank you for pulling that because it's something that I always think and never, never make an issue out of. It's They're so small. No, and small. do you know what happens? You know, you're at a hotel, you walk down the street, and there's a Seven Eleven. You get like a Gatorade or something, and then you come back and throw it out. Guess what? Half the garbage can is a Gatorade bottle now. And- and you feel like you're that person. You're yeah. like, I guess I'm the person who drinks Gatorade all the time. I'm Gatorade girl. <laughs> now I'm Gatorade girl. Now I'm Gatorade. I paid for this nice hotel and I'm getting Gatorade, Gatorade girl. girl. Right. I I don't not care what the housekeepers think. There is something, especially if it's let's say you're at a nice hotel, and there's not not, there's, not that there's anything classed about having Gatorade or drinking Gatorade. But something about a Gatorade being in a fancy yes. hotel trash can doesn't really. Now I'm not getting my me. money's worth, even though I did it. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just and I'll say again, I I don't want the housekeepers thinking I'm garbage. That I'm like, Gatorade girl. I don't want them to think I'm Gatorade. But girl. I mean, law of averages, they're seeing so much shit in a they daily are. basis. They're like hardened professionals. They can't That's possibly true. see right. your gum or whatever and think what allows. Yeah, but sometimes though, <laughs> okay, I'll be vulnerable. Sometimes oh, there's, there's I worry. Cum. There's cum in the thing. I worry about cum. <laughs> uh-huh. And I worry about sometimes like, and this is not a big deal, but like piss in the toilet. Oh, I don't want anyone coming in and seeing my piss. Like I, don't, I, I yeah. have this No, thing. me too, me too. I have like too. an anti-kink about piss in the toilet bowl being left there. Oh, sure. I understand it's like yellow, let it mellow, like save water, et cetera. The dolphins, the oceans, the whales. I just feel like, my thing is just like I don't like to see it. Yeah, right. It's not appetizing. No, it's horrible. No, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> not appetizing. Not is appetizing. Exactly right. Appetizing. You're like a scientist. You have all the terms. For sure. Yeah. That's what, that's what everyone says. You know, this podcast has been cited in academic work. Oh, has it? Mm-hmm. For our insight into the entertainment industry. Oh God, that's too bad. I couldn't. I, I agree. I couldn't believe it. Like what? I, I, <laughs> I went. To, I stumbled upon the Wikipedia and it was like the podcast has been cited in academic work. And I was like, I clicked the what? site and I was like, where the fuck is this? N- n- like lo and behold, it was like it was something we the, had the said stu- about the, like the st- how it's hard to get queer art made. Okay, and it said Rogers and Yang. Uh-huh. Oh and my god! Date. Like, and I was like, no, 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 no. See, I thought the work was gonna the academic work was gonna be like some like fucking thesis on like gay histrionic behavior or like two people who yeah. are like 
It was on so drug use in the community, and it was about every mm. episode we released in June of last year. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, but anyway, uh, yeah. No, I, the the housekeeping of it all, I I'm conscious of it, and the trash cans are little, and it's a stack deck. It's a stack deck. Literally, it's overflowing, and the deal crazy. is, you need a bigger garbage can. It just needs to be put somewhere that you don't see it. Thank you. How are how are how well are you keeping your apartment these days? Oof, you know that's like my one of the things I am worst at. I have no organizational qualities whatsoever. My my, my mom is always like, I should come sometime so I can clean it. Oh, so it's, mom. it's pathetic. I just I just don't have. The you should jumps. get a house. You should get someone to come. Clean yeah, it. yeah, I know it's not hard. I should probably just do that. Yeah. I don't do it either. I'm just saying. I, I, I've I, become better at like honestly. This is such a cliche, but if I have having like someone over to hook up, mm-hmm. then I magically of gain course. the ability to clean. Yeah, so you just need. Some steady motivation to like, I don't know, every two weeks do a deep clean. Yeah. I guess that schedule a hookup every two weeks. That can yeah. help right. me. Yeah. Honestly, especially now that you're in the hotel, clean up. Like get to, now, oh, I, now, something about this hotel that I'm staying at is not sexy. Burbank help is so deeply unsexy. And it's, I will, I don't want to, I have, I'm in no mood to bring people over, but it's okay. It's There's fine. also some, the problem with Burbank is also the definitive pop culture memory is they would always say that's where the Tonight Show with Jay Leno was. Right. Yes. So I yes. think of that every time I'm there, and it's been 13 years since I've lived in LA. I've uh, not shed it yet. Like right. I only recently shed um, Santa Monica Boulevard, not thinking of the Sheryl Crow song. Mm, <laughs> Santa Monica Boulevard. I have not shed Santa Monica. Um, I think of private practice still. When I oh just oh. think of Santa Monica as a place, I think private private practice. practice. <laughs> you know what? Last song I listened to the other day. Um, uh, Everything's yep. gonna be alright. Rockabye. Rockabye. Oh, Sean like, it's like um yeah. yeah, Sean Mullins, and it's like all about being in LA. It's like wow. she grew up in the city of the stars. <laughs> okay. In the yeah, Hollywood. Oh, the choice hills of the, the vocal. Yeah, it's like Her someone parents through big parties. It's, it's literally like there. a bad Jack Nicholson impression. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it literally is. Wow. Okay. So Louis Vertel, this is really the first planned, I don't think so, honey, you've done. Because I know. you popped the hell off about Chelsea C. I feel like this isn't really my art form, but we'll see how that's I okay. do. No, I think you're going to be great. It's not ours, okay. that's for sure. We almost never know what we're doing until seconds before. And that's beautiful. <laughs> and this, a moment in time, is Louis Vertel's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, starring Jessica Alba, about the price of razor blades. Oh, <laughs> honey, you want to ruin you want to ruin a trip to Target? Take a look at the Gillette 3 section. Walk on in. <laughs> also, let me just say, I know I sound like Walter Matthau complaining about the price of things right now, but there's something about going to Target where I'm getting my berries, bananas, my $5.99 copy of Airplane or whatever I need at Target, and then here comes, the, here comes like seasonal depression setting in as I walk in and need to cut hair off my face. Yeah. And then you go to the, the razor section, there's what... 16 of them in a package and they cost $54. Let me just say something about... Oh my God. You ever go and buy a set of knives and they're Mm -hmm. like $19? Correct me if I'm wrong, knives are larger razor blades. Correct? Correct. It makes no sense. And then when you get the razor blades, you need someone from Target to get them off the thing for you. So they come and bring like the the jaws of life or whatever to get (laughs) them off the shelf and you can tell they're thinking under their breath, this is the worst deal in the store. And you have to sit there and buy them (laughs) and you spend $88 because you just want your neck to look fine. I mean, and that's one minute. Your neck I, looks great. We, your neck looks amazing. Well, I'm, we- sweetie. I'm, I'm wearing a level of cover up. I'm like Greta Garbo. The amount of cover up on my neck. <laughs> well, first of all, there has to be discussion about what needs the jaws of life in a convenience store and what doesn't. Yes. Like, why? Is the, is the, like a string of thefts regarding it's crest like, white shaven men. It's yeah. whatever fits onto like the little sticks, the, like, the, the thing that has the cutout that looks like a coat hanger. 
Mm. It's whatever can fit onto that because that's the most easily shoplifted thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. This is my like really terrible ex- like my uh, yeah. I guess you just yank them and hide them. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, but well, yes, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, I'm completely. I'm and just, I hate the alternatives of like Dollar Shave Club. It's like, girl, well, that's too little. No, 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 no. no, no. See that, that that you know you're buying dull knives. Yeah, like you know mm-hmm. you're buying a bloody face. Like if if you go in there and do that, and honestly, I don't know how. Are you guys sensitive? Yeah. And so like it actually really matters that you have good good like shaving mm-hmm. material. But the thing is, like, it really is expensive. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I, it's like when you say $54, you don't lie. And also, no, those Crest white chips are expensive too. And they're behind the, they're behind the glass. There you go. Yeah. Do you, I'm sorry, not to be a full East Coaster. Do you, do people get seasonal depression here? I guess it's possible. I mean, I don't have depression, period. No, so I I'm sorry, know, but you, yes. you meant seasonal affective. Did, did you say seasonal affective disorder? I, I just, oh, yeah. I'm I, sure there's a version of there, here. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, of course there is. And I, I, this is so stupid to add. I just, I, I literally am here and I'm like, that feels like June. I'm so much happier than I would be right oh. now if I were in New York. Oh, I, I mean, 100%. When yes, I tell okay. people and I live here, I'm relieved to live here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what it's about. No, okay. it's just so that, much that, that, easier. That, that's my only, that, that's where I'm coming from in terms of asking that question. I feel sad that you have to live in New York for an extended period of time. I feel kind of, especially after. This, this something about this day it's maybe it's because i'm reading eve babbitt's maybe it's because i'm like just I'm, I'm like hanging out with people i like i'm just like oh I, I i like it here and i kind of prefer this over it just like life get immeasurably easier yeah, here yeah, and, and it's yeah. not even just the weather which is a huge part of it but it's also like um the idea that you actually can relax like i remember when i was living in new york if i didn't have like four or five things on my calendar in a day i'd feel like it was a failure now if i do one thing or two things maybe Mm -hmm, like i feel like it was a successful day because the work-life balance actually just allows itself Mm -hmm. to take place Mm -hmm. here in los angeles or probably anywhere besides new york because i'm very susceptible to fomo to fomo oh oh my god Oh my god, am I susceptible to FOMO? It's, yeah. it's like the shame of my life. Yeah. So living in New I might York go to this damn be... party tonight that I don't really want to go to, but I guess I'm like I got nothing else to do. And the only reason I'm going to feel okay with not going is because I know I'd be miserable yes, tomorrow yes, if I did. Yes, yes. But it's like usually like if I know that a bunch of people are gathered somewhere and I'm not there, it does like chat my ass. I don't know. Yeah. Same. I I I, I know I won't have that much fun, but I'm, yeah. I might go. I mean, you I can mean, make we'll a choice. <laughs> Mine is specifically about like sexualized gay events, which is crazy yeah. Yeah. because mm-hmm. there Let's was no more renewable it. resource on earth than gay, gay sex. sex. <laughs> you couldn't, you can't possibly be missing <laughs> out, out on it. There's on, some yeah. over there. Yes, there's yeah. some over there. But there's something about like where were we at last week and what was that thing called? Pegasus. Um, Pegasus. It's like when if you didn't go, you'd feel crazy. Yeah, and then you go and you're and like you feel insane. I'm like I shouldn't be here. Bags yeah. of meat. <laughs> flopping around to thong, bong, bong, bong. and I'm just like this is the craziest shit ever yeah. I wrote that song so I'm really you offended did. that you characterized it that way well I'm so sorry about that you didn't get the nomination Diane Warren again sneak through Diane Beyonce beat you sorry oh, I'm sorry. so sad that Beyonce had a campaign zero and got the nom and Gaga had a campaign a million and right. didn't Listen. But she is an Oscar winner. Which she's I think an Oscar yes, winner. Right, that's right, that's right, she's a multiple. Right. She's had three nominations. Yes, two. Yes, yes, yes. No, until it happens to you. Oh, you're right. I can't believe I just missed that. Le- yeah. And I'm saying like this: House of Gucci would have been her fourth Oscar nomination. Right, right, right. right. And you for and you the 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 I the like idea that's out there is that Lady Gaga is brand new to movies. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it still feels that way. Like she's like it's, it's I'm a, an it's, imposter here. It's no, like, it's you're a, not. It's, it's a it's a sh- it's a share narrative, and like it kind of kind of fits neatly into that. But I think like period point blank, she's one of the most bankable. Yes, yes. Now that she's mm. had two 
hits because Star Wars was a massive hit and House of Gucci in the COVID era. I think it's the highest grossing what they're calling adult drama of the mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Like she is the only name you can put over. a. She's one of the only names you can put over a movie and like expect people to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that ain't happening with Jennifer Lawrence necessarily. Sure, sure. Mm. Though apparently everybody on Earth Watch don't look up. Apparently, I, heard I have it to was say, huge. I underestimated the math that made that happen, which is everybody. It's a movie you would want to watch with your parents over Christmas, actually, which, which is like not super yeah. offensive. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, have we talked about this already? We don't have to get into get it. Get into it. I the conversation around Don't Look Up was like led me to believe that it is one of it was going to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It had so, yes, fine. Literally, yeah. I would say a punch up on the jokes. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Uh, Tram forty minutes and that yeah. Do you know what I would actually get rid of the Leonardo DiCaprio character because it was all about his impotent rage, which was expected. Like that's right, the thing we right. don't want from an Adam McKay movie. Right. Whereas if it was just about the Jennifer Lawrence character, I think it would have been a, a little less hitting you over the head. Yeah. 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 Like had it been, and about it would make her... Timothy's character pop more. Sorry. Well, yeah. when he came in at two hours and forty five minutes into the movie, right. I was like, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because you know he's going to require screen time. Like I can't. I'm done. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was daunting. That was daunting. But like, had it been about her as a student, maybe trying to convince her department and convince, like, had it been about her singular yeah. mission to convince the larger populace that this was something to. Um, you know, maybe it would have felt more based in character and less based in like, isn't everyone in the world stupid? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because Bone made a really good point, which is that it was so cynical about the cynicism that it just contributed to the cynicism. It was no, like that the satire thing of like, if it doesn't have like a clear object or target, then like it just contributes to the the thing that it's trying to like. What it was totally missing magnified. was yeah. an actual mission of a protagonist yeah, like, yeah. and any heart in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that futility. And Leo's character was only there as a way to like have these characters ex- like access like news media and the president and all this stuff. Yeah. Like that was the, I guess, I guess that's the only reason why Leo's character existed in that movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, anyway, sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring up <laughs> to have like a last. I mean, listen, I actually up. love that we barely touched on it. Um, because maybe that means it won't win. Some people are saying it might. It uh, needs to no best picture. No. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, we've seen low-rated movies like by critics. Uh, win honestly, best no. When Parasite wins best picture, I don't think you can have a year where Don't Look Up wins best picture. Uh-huh. Personally, that uh-huh. being said, I, Green Book did win. I, I'm, which is weird. You know what though? People did not like Roma. Hmm. Mm. Whereas I'm not really hearing the blowback about Drive My Car or Power of the Dog. I think Drive My Car could be one to watch. I gotta see it. I yeah. gotta see it. Anyways, wow. What wow. a full fucking fleshed I out episode of episode. Lost Coach. Amazing. Did not disappoint. <laughs> He's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for coming, what, Lewis. I couldn't have had a better time. What a Thank moment God, in I'm time. Really so, so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. So fun. Okay, we, we end every, every episode, episode with, with a song. The biggest pop. Wouldn't it be good if this was like a gay song? Like T Kyle Dance Remix coming up. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about Sherry Shepard filling in for Wendy Williams. Bye. Yeah, Wendy Williams is out, Sherry Shepard is in. Anyway, think about that. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. 
Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.